This is an RNZ podcast. Kia ora, it's midday. A controversial anti-transgender rights activist is set to out touchdown in Aotearoa. We will have the latest on the attempts to block her arrival. Meanwhile, female transgender athletes will be banned from taking part in international track and field events as a sports governing body takes a stand. Plus, more strikes are on the way after an overwhelming vote in favour. That was TVNZ News at midday last Friday, leading with two bits of news about transgender rights, which headlined the main news and the sports news as well. And the first of those was developing at that very moment. A judicial review in Wellington's High Court is currently underway. That began at 10am and there is currently no ruling. It's seen as a last-minute attempt to stop Posey Parker's entrance into the country. And by the time the bulletin was over, that ruling was in. And just a quick update, the attempt to block anti-transgender activist Posey Parker from entering New Zealand has just been rejected by the High Court in Wellington. Now that choice of hold on, I'm coming as background music was presumably just a coincidence. Now many in the media pointed out that that same law had been used in the past to refuse entry to others, including a hip-hop group whose performances sparked this order overseas. But so did Kelly J. Keane-Minchell, who identifies as provocateur Posey Parker, when she appeared in Australia earlier this month. So the first challenge to the media was to explain how come she's still coming here. Well, before Friday's ruling, Eddie Clark, a senior law lecturer at Victoria University of Wellington, told the New Zealand Herald's daily podcast, The Front Page, it would be hard to make a case under the current wording of the relevant part of the Immigration Act. But he said Posey Parker's track record and what happened in Australia recently did make it possible. Looking at some of the things that have happened at her rallies and the links that she's had to groups that have done some quite scary stuff overseas, that I think, means that we at least need to have this conversation right. It's perfectly reasonable to say we should have a really high standard before we exclude people, that coming to countries which we have visa waiver, uh, citizens that we have visa waiver agreements with, we should be really slow to say, no, you can't come in. But you can't look at this in the abstract. And We have excluded people under a lower bar, in my view, on this in the past. News Talk ZB's Mike Hosking had also consulted the law and characteristically, gave listeners his own take as well this week. Section 16 we're dealing with here of the Immigration Act is a high bar, high enough that a few controversial views and a lot of hand-wringing control freaks here can't scupper it. Thank the good Lord. You can't stop a person arriving here based on their previous expression of opinion or ideas. It's not that hard to understand, really, is it? Well, no, but as we've just heard, it's not as simple as he made it sound either. But having praised the decision to let Posey Parker in, Mike Hosking also said this. Uh, I know not of this woman any more than most of the rest of you will. I watched a bit of footage of that Melbourne rally. Well, it would pay to know a bit more surely about a person when weighing in for sure on their free speech rights outweighing any harm they could possibly cause. And upholding the original decision on Friday, Justice Gendel said that information provided by the applicants and the Crown did, in his words, appear to clearly raise some issues of public order, issues which, he said, the minister or the delegated decision-maker would have been unable to ignore. But properly hearing and considering all the arguments wasn't possible ahead of Parker's arrival. Now, the confirmation that Posey Parker was on her way led One News at 6 on Friday... 
Kia ora. Good evening. Posey Parker has just touched down in New Zealand after the High Court dismissed a last-ditch attempt to stop the anti-transgender activist from coming here. And over on News Hub at 6 at the same time, Nick Truebridge was at the airport for it. Yeah, good evening, Sam. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Posey Parker's flight has just landed here in Auckland. And this kicked the story up a gear for the media in two other ways. Those appearances in Auckland and Wellington this weekend and the inevitable counter-protests would themselves be newsworthy events and the hefty ranks of those giving their opinion in the media would be working overtime on this too. Now obviously with people taking action in court and preparing to do so in the streets, this was also a divisive issue, so the next question for the media was... Were significant perspectives explained, represented and aired, accompanied by reliable information and context? Well, on Morning Report, on the morning of the challenge in court, one party to it, Auckland Pride's Max Tweedy, was challenged by Kim Hill on precisely why overriding Posey Parker's rights to come and speak here could be justified. The Minister has um, the ability to do so in the interest of the public order um, and something and to ban someone who's likely to be a threat to the public order and we believe that the grounds that what she's demonstrated in Melbourne and the kind of uh, groups that she's associated with but also the type of messaging that she's been sharing um, meets that threshold as a risk to the public order. And within an hour the woman at the centre of the story herself Posey Parker was also grilled by Kim Hill. You say. What do you think a motive is of a man in a woman's face? What do you think his motives might be? When you he were asked, you it's not good. if you could let me finish the question. When you were asked about oh, the motive... Now, putting Posey Parker on air live was a risk. RNZ couldn't be quite sure what she might say and how offensive it might be to some. And after the interview, Max Tweedy described it as reckless, alleging that Posey Parker spread dangerous and hateful misinformation and that too much had gone unchecked. He said that Posey Parker had repeatedly referred to trans women as men and hadn't been challenged, and that she had also said billionaires were backing the trans movement. Though Posey Parker was pulled up by Kim Hill twice on that particular theory, and as you also heard, Posey Parker was pulled up on claims that trans women were a sexual assault threat to other women and children in women's spaces. And Kim Hill also told Parker there's no evidence that many New Zealand women were really worried about that at all. And she could have added that there's evidence transgender people here are often victims of sexual violence, but little evidence of cases of them perpetrating it. Now that was Posey Parker's only interview with mainstream news media here before her arrival, by which time some in the media were now taking sides. For example, Today FM host Lloyd Burr told his listeners he had no qualms about turning up at the planned counter-protest in Auckland. The lives of our trans community, it's been hard enough without some British person flying all the way here to kick them some more. So, 11am, Albert Park, Auckland. See you there. Today FM's Tova O'Brien also urged listeners to take a stand, having pressed Christopher Luxon to ban his National Party MPs from going and criticising the government for not keeping Posey Parker out. She's coming. Take a stand. We all have to. You want to be Prime Minister, dude? You definitely have to. Own it. However, Today FM's Rachel Smalley said on Thursday it was right to let Posey Parker in and government MPs shouldn't stand against her in public. And that's because you can't ban people because you disagree with them. There will be protests, sure. That is an act of democracy in action as well, though, the right to protest. However, I don't believe Labour MPs, members of the government, should be taking part in those protests. Some of the issues that are contentious 
relate to the rights of women, particularly where they relate to the protection and safety of women in some spaces. And so it's inappropriate for members of the government, I think, to be standing among the public and in protest of this. That is a clear statement, I think, that those politicians oppose the voices of women. But while Rachel Smalley said she'd die in a ditch over Posey Parker's rights to speak, Hawke's Bay Today's editor Chris Hyde reckoned no one needs to die anywhere over a so-called debate, which, in his words, is being foisted on us by some odd people who seem to think a lot about genitals. Chris Hyde said the arguments about things like safety and fairness in sports and even library story readings seem to dissolve under mild critique. Likewise, claims of problems at women's refuges. Fact check like this by TVNZ's Tessa Parker. No relation earlier on Friday. One you spoke to Women's Refuge earlier today, they said that they have never encountered problems of this kind and that it is in fact transgender people who are in harm's way. Similarly, Newsroom's John O'Milne said that he'd checked with Women's Refuge Chief Executive Ang Jury, who said that anecdotes about one incident at a Women's Refuge was, in her words, being used totally inaccurately to support this ugly argument. And with those claims about bathrooms in mind... Hawke's Bay Today's Chris Hyde pointed out in his paper, most people just usually mind their own business when they're doing their business in the bathrooms. When TVNZ Breakfast asked for viewers' feedback on Posey Parker, host Matty McLean responded like this to one who said she shared Parker's fears about trans women in women-only spaces. You are being hoodwinked by people who want you to feel unsafe and they are preying on your fear and that fear is unfounded. Listen to this. In the US, there is not a single reported instance of this kind of voyeurism occurring in states with legal protections for trans people. In 17 school districts around the country with protection for trans people, they had no problems, not one, with harassment in bathrooms or locker rooms after implementing their policies. You are being made to feel unsafe by people who want you to feel that fear. It's not there, Cathy. This has been a particularly tricky topic for journalists and presenters to cover. Most journalists and presenters believe in essential free speech and oppose undue censorship and want to be fair to others with apparently sincerely held opinions which clash with their own. Matty McLean, for example, has spoken of his own experiences of being unable to live life as a gay man himself in the past. And while it might be hard for him to be objective about Posey Parker and her claims, he would also have a pretty good sense of how such exercise of free speech can also cut across the basic rights of other people and which claims are genuinely misleading. And as it turned out, that fear of risks posed by trans women was a key concern for the founder of the outfit that flew Posey Parker out from the UK to Australia in the first place. The same day Posey Parker arrived here, the founder of Australia's Conservative Political Action Conference told ABC Radio in Melbourne that Posey Parker's visit there had been a success in spite of the violent scenes it sparked in the city. The conversation's definitely in the... uh in the media, which is something that we needed to do. I, I'm, I'm disappointed that it's been hijacked uh, by what happened in Melbourne. You know, there's a legitimate discussion to be had here as the father of two teenage daughters having biological males in the bathrooms with them was a concern to me and it's a concern to many parents. And I think that's the conversation that, you know, we were hoping to stimulate and have a discussion around it sort of under the radar with the people that are in the media, people like yourself and I guess people like myself, but a lot of people don't know what the issues are. And I think with uh, 
Kelly J. Keane's uh, tour, you know, that's been elevated. Well, here the media coverage of Posey Parker has also elevated those fears of Andrew Cooper's about bathrooms, though he provided no evidence in that ABC interview to back it up, and he went on to insist that neither he nor Posey Parker had portrayed one of Australia's threatened communities as a threat without justification. Now, shortly before Posey Parker's short-lived Auckland rally on Saturday, News Hub's Nick Truebridge told viewers that he'd asked Posey Parker to back up her key claim. It is this example of trans women in female bathrooms, uh, I should say predatory trans women in female bathrooms. Now, we asked her a number of times for examples of that happening. She wasn't able to provide any, but then says what she's really talking about is the risk of that occurring. In this weekend's Herald, columnist Fran O'Sullivan noted that Posey Parker's visit had pushed aside the cost of living, climate change and a looming recession in the headlines this past week. The culture wars are set to become a defining issue in the upcoming election, she said, and the political classes have staked out differentiated positions. Meanwhile, the editorial in the same paper looked on the brighter side, seeing a chance for all to catch up on what it called the difficulties faced daily by some of our multifarious people. Now, in the end, Posey Parker's Auckland rally ended up overwhelmed by the counter-protest within about half an hour. And in her own live stream from a departing police car, Posey Parker told her followers it might not be possible to hold the next one in Wellington, presumably because the outcome would probably be the same. Now, Posey Parker isn't the first offshore activist to fly in and spark a hate speech versus free speech type of conflict and capture the media's attention before flying out again. And she won't be the last culture warrior to do it here either. But let's hope most media do continue to air facts along with the falsehoods and air their fears fairly when they come and express them and then show us all when there's not really that much behind the grandstanding opportunism of activists like Posey Parker.